Welcome to the Thriving in Midlife podcast. I'm Tamara Ortigal, your show host and midlife mentor. If you've been feeling a little restless lately and thinking about making some changes, you're not alone. Midlife has been affectionately called a second adolescence. This is a great time to possibly change careers, update your skills, develop some hobbies, travel to near and faraway places, move to a different city, or use your energy and creativity in ways that spark something new. If you are looking for inspiration, you're in the right place. My guests and I chat about what they're up to in their 50s and beyond and the impact following their heart is having on their health, relationships, income potential, and so much more. I know you're going to enjoy our conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm super excited to introduce my guest today. Ron Fermento Jr. is the Director of Human Resources for the Custom Companies by Day and a Rising Artist by Night. Looking at the photo of him, you can easily catch the fun family guy and free spirit vibe he emits. Beneath the surface is a thoughtful, caring, and kind soul. I met Ron many years ago when my middle son played lacrosse with his oldest son. We were all a little crazy over the sport back then and had fun cheering from the sidelines. Years later, we became reacquainted when my youngest son became best of buddies with his middle guy. As a health enthusiast, I am fascinated by Ron's use of art as therapy, Whenever possible, I love to find a holistic way to support health and well-being. I'm an honor to share Ron's story with you. I know you're going to enjoy our conversation. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the Thriving in Midlife podcast. Thank you, Tamara. Appreciate my invite. Oh, my gosh. I'm super excited to talk to you about all these different things that are going on in your life. And I, I think people will be pretty amazed um, and inspired. So to begin, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'd be happy to. Uh, as Tamara said, my name is Ron Formento. I am a father of three children and married. Uh, I've lived in Naperville my entire life. I grew up here. I lived in three different houses here and really haven't gone too many other places or lived too many other places. Um, so Naperville has been a nice area for us to grow up in. And when we when I did graduate from here, I did say I did want to come back to this area and raise a family because I thought it was a very great area to grow up in. There was a lot of activities. There was a lot of things to do around, um, you know, a lot of outside exterior activities that uh, kept us busy and kept us preoccupied. So it was really enjoyable. Uh, but I graduated uh, from April Central in 1988, back when we were the Redskins, now Formerly, or formerly known as the Redskins, now they're known as Red Hawks. Uh, I graduated in 1992 uh, from Western Illinois University with a BA in communications and then a double minor in business management art. I've been married for 25 years. As I said, I have three children. Uh, Jake, who's my eldest, he's 23 years of age. I have Dylan, who's my middle son. He is 20 years. And Maggie, who's my daughter, she is 18. I have two dogs. They have uh, Chloe and Emma. Chloe is 11 years old and Emma is four years old. And so essentially that's my life in a nutshell. Yeah. Well, it's nice. You have a really uh, a wonderful family and uh, I'm sure they keep you hopping. Oh, absolutely. So uh, some of the other things I enjoy doing outside of uh, my art is I have uh, numerous years of uh, coaching youth sports from everything from baseball to football to lacrosse to soccer. Uh, I loved uh, coaching kids and, and working with youngsters on how to develop their talents and uh, sports and love to nurture, love to promote and get kids excited about sports. And more kids are active, 
the more they stay out of trouble. So I always found that to be a very, very enjoyable thing. So I did that with my, my children for the better part of 20 years. Then uh, once they graduated or went into high school and they were really weren't doing any of the sports that I could coach anymore, I got into uh, sports photography. And I did a lot of uh, sports photos for the schools, for the junior high, for uh, the high school, for the newspapers. Just did it on a voluntary basis. Wasn't looking for any money. Just enjoyed being on the sidelines and being part of the sport still. Um, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I didn't know that. That's awesome. I know that, uh, you know, we had lacrosse in common with the boys. Yes. And, um, but yeah, I, I didn't know that you were doing the photography. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, for a number of years, I did uh, photography for the lacrosse team. So, but like I said, it, it was an opportunity for me to be on the sidelines, albeit away from all the players and coaches. I still was on the sidelines and it was still enjoyable for me. Yeah, well, that's neat. And Good. then, um, yeah, so, uh, and then I also uh, do a lot of gardening here. So uh, that's always enjoyable for me to get out in the garden and dig around a little bit. But unfortunately, we're out of that time of the year. But all those activities I found, you know, really relieved my stress. Um, you know, the, growing up, I had a lot, unfortunately, my family dynamic. can't really discuss, but uh, it created a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress in my life. Um, even with the additional the additional activities, I still had a lot of anxiety. I still had a lot of stress and, and, and I just couldn't release it for no particular reason. I never understood why it's just, there was a lot of negativity going on in my life at the time. And so I really had to streamline it and figure out what was going to make me happy. Exercise worked for a little bit, but then of course, unfortunately I got bored with it. Um, you know, I would, I would bike, I would walk, um, it just, unfortunately, I couldn't find that one thing. Then Cheryl bought me a paint set for Christmas one year. She said, you need something to do. you got to figure out what you got to do. It's going to make yourself happy. So she bought me a paint set. Now, I, I had done art in one shape, way, or another all throughout uh, high school into college. And it's something I really, truly enjoyed my entire life. Uh, when I graduated high school, I actually had two scholarships to uh, the Art Institute, Illinois, Illinois Art Institute and uh, Columbia College, downtown Chicago. And so I decided that uh, I wasn't going to go that route. I was going to go to the four-year school, which was fine. It turned out wonderful. I have no complaints whatsoever. But I really, since college, hadn't picked up a paintbrush or done any sort of art, I mean, outside of doodling, um, since then. And I was like, well, gee, I wonder what it's going to be like. So I sat down, you know, I sat for a little bit. I just didn't find the motivation to get up and paint and really do anything with it. And then one day I just was like, you know, I'm just going to go see what I can do just to mess around. So she just got me a little art set and I just pulled out the paints and started painting. And I'm like, wow, this is wonderful. I'm like, I can do whatever I want. I, no one's here to critique me. No one's here to judge me. I can paint whatever I like. And I felt free. And the stress just left my body. Isn't that amazing? I know. I think there's so many people that, you know, do forget about the little talents they had when they were young. And then I think it's so common to remember it later in life. And it's so cool that she remembered that part of you and was able to, you know, put that in front of you again and that you took it and, and you did something with it. Oh, it was just fantastic. I mean, it just absolutely reignited a flame of my creativity. 
and I have taken it other, I've taken it all different directions, whether it's painting, I've uh, done a lot of uh, oil painting, acrylic painting, watercolors, uh, colored pencils, I've done uh, uh, statues, I've done light fixtures, I've done, so it really created a, a true spark in me where I was like, gosh, I really forgot how much I enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think that you enjoy most about it? I guess it's probably the ability to express myself where no one can judge me. And whether someone looks at my paintings and says, wow, that's not a good painting. Or someone says, wow, that's a fantastic painting. It's all in the eye of the beholder. And, but the thing I love about it is, is what someone, one person will look at and think is trash. Another will think is a treasure. So it's truly the one thing in the world that I can go and I can express myself and say, here it is, whether you like it or not. And so I really love just pouring my heart out, my heart and soul out into my paintings. With my paintings, I always put love run on the back of it. And I put that just because it's, I'm expressing, I'm giving the people that I'm, I'm giving my painting to a piece of me and a, an expression of myself and my personality and my thoughts and my, my, feelings and everything that comes out on, on the canvas when I paint. Yeah. I think that's really, it's such a great gift, you know, I think for them to know that it really was heartfelt that, you know, it's not just that you're painting for the, you know, the pure sake of it. It's that you really want someone to be touched by it and to enjoy, you know, the creation that you have. Absolutely. Um, the one, the most wonderful thing about it is, is that, when I paint for myself, I'm painting, uh, I'm painting uh, uh, places I've visited in the past, pictures I've taken, whatever it may be, and I paint those. So these are places I've visited in the past. So like whether it was when I went to Italy or when I went to uh, Spain or when I went to Paris, I, all these pictures that I paint are places I've been before. Mm -hmm. And it's a nice keepsake for myself to say you know we take pictures all the time and they sit around in boxes or in bins and no one ever really looks at it and I just thought well shoot why don't I just paint places I've been and then that way I can hang it up and say I remember them when I did that and I remember when I was there it's so true right we do put photo albums together and they sit on a shelf but our favorite pictures of the event do get put in a frame somewhere um and so yeah yours are just lifelike and I, I think that's fabulous. Thank you. Yeah. Um, kind of as an aside, I'm right now listening to a, an audio book called The Artist's Way. Have you heard mm -hmm. of that? I have not. Okay. Oh, you'll have to go check it out. So um, Julia Cameron wrote the book um, many, many, many years ago. Um, she was struggling with alcoholism and she was an artist and a writer and different things and she felt blocked. And um, so she found a way to become unblocked and um, to tap back into her creative expression. And, um, and so she teaches other people how to do that. And um, it's a really, a really amazing thing. But um, two of the things that she re recommends are that people do some journaling every day and that they mm -hmm. go on artist dates. Um, so they go alone somewhere they want to go where they can just explore and experience, you know, fully um, be fully present at the place. And so it may be to walk to a museum or maybe a walk in the woods or to visit a cathedral or to see a movie or um, sit down with the sculpture or a paintbrush or what have you. But 
um, to spend some time alone, just reconnecting with yourself. Absolutely. And just disconnecting from the world. Unfortunately, we're bombarded on a continual basis with just news and negativity and, and just constant scrutiny that it is so nice just to unplug from the world for a little bit and just be in the moment and just wherever you're at, just appreciate where you're at and what you're seeing and what you're experiencing and what you're feeling. And that'll help release a lot of that negativity when you go back out in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is such a good stress relief. Yeah. So I know um, that you love to paint when you're on vacation, even at the beach. Yep. Um, tell us the story about the time that someone saw you painting and what happened. <laughs> okay. Um, so it was March of uh, 2021. And my wife and I and my daughter Maggie were in Miami for spring break for a short little trip. Um, as we know, we were coming out of COVID. And so everyone was going a little stir crazy. And unfortunately, spring break the year before was canceled. And so were most of the travel plans. So we just wanted to get away for a few days and enjoy the weather. So we went down to Miami Beach or South Beach. And uh, whenever I go out on vacation, I always bring my paints with me and some artist boards. <clears throat> and it's a twofold reason. Number one, when I'm on vacation, just like everyone else, they like to relax. When I paint, I'm relaxed. And so that's what I enjoy doing. So that's number one. And uh, number two, I did uh, go through a bout of uh, skin cancer. So unfortunately, I can't be in the sun as much as I should be or shouldn't be, excuse me. And uh, so I like to sit on our umbrella and just paint and it helps me relax. So we were down at Miami Beach and I just picked out an area and I was painting the beach and the waves as they were rolling in off the rocks and um, some people on the beach just frolicking and just being, minding my, my own business. I had my headphones on, just relaxing and just enjoying where I was at. And uh, when I was finished, I went down, I cleaned my brushes, uh, I emptied my water, my water, and uh, came back up and just put the painting out, let it dry out in the sun a little bit. And uh, about a half an hour later, we were sitting there and talking and uh, a gentleman behind us came up to me, tapped me on the shoulder, he goes, excuse me. And he goes, that's a beautiful painting you just painted. And I said, oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And he goes, it wouldn't be for sale, would it? And I said for sale i said no i said but you can have it and he says no 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 i gotta give you money and i said no sir i said i i do it for the pure joy of painting and if someone else finds joy in it then it brings me joy so i said absolutely not i won't take your money i would like you to have this on me he's like he very very over the top thanking me you know it's a wonderful gesture offer to pay me even more so cheryl my wife kept looking back at him and he was just staring at the painting and studying it and just seemed to be really enthralled with it. And <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I just said, okay, well, apparently he likes it. And I'm, I'm glad I made someone else happy. That's the whole point of my art is to make other people happy or to remember a wonderful time that they've had in the past. And so, uh, so he came up to us about 45 minutes later and he said, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for the painting again. And I said, oh, it's not a problem. You don't have to continue to thank me. He says, no, you have to understand. He said, um, I just recently got diagnosed again with cancer. And uh, it may be a relatively short time for me to be alive. 
And I said, wow, I said, I'm so sorry to hear that. He goes, yeah, it's my second bout with cancer. And, and this time they're not sure if uh, uh, I'm going to be able to beat it. And so I wanted to bring my family somewhere fun and somewhere they enjoyed it. And the kids are out running around and they're having a wonderful time. And kids, they were probably about, I guess, 10 and 15, two boys um, running around. And his wife was sitting next to him and... Uh, you know, he just says, you know, I just want something just to remember this day for the rest of my life as long as it may be. And I said, well, sir, I appreciate the compliment. And I, I truly means the world to me that you told me the story. And I really want you to enjoy the painting. And so we parted company. But, you know, I wasn't looking for accolades. I wasn't looking for money. I wasn't looking for anything other than just to make someone else happy. And someone came up to me and just paid me a compliment and I have no issues. And I've done it numerous times in the past where people have just paid me a compliment. I don't give them the painting because it brings them joy. Yeah. Well, and gosh, you know, he's going to be able to look at that for however long he's here, but then his family's going to have that as a keepsake too. Truly. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty special. Um, so do you have any favorite paintings that you've done? Um, some of the paintings that I've done, you know, I, I love doing commission projects. When people ask me, they say, will you paint this for me? I say, sure. And people always ask me, they say, well, how much is it going to cost? And I said, it's going to cost what it costs me. I said, I'm not doing this to make money. I'm not doing this to become rich. I'm doing this purely for the joy. And I, and I say that with pure sincerity, where I say, if it's going to cost me $100 in supplies, then it's going to cost you $100 in supplies. I'm not looking to make anything out of it. If I can bring someone joy just by painting something, then it means the world to me. So I love doing commission. Um, I've done a lot of fundraising uh, where I've donated paintings to numerous charitable organizations where they uh, uh, will put it up for bid or put it up for auctions and then they keep 100% of the proceeds. The two, the two uh, paintings that meant the most to me that I've done <clears throat> was for a friend of mine. Uh, he uh, told me a story where he was in Jamaica and his father had recently passed away. And uh, he had just gotten there with his wife and kids and just took a beer, grabbed it, walked out on the beach and uh, told me a story about how he had a conversation with his father who had passed away. And he wanted to remember that spot that he was in for the rest of his life because the conversation meant so much to him. So he, <clears throat> he gave me a photo that he took and it was a little dark. So I was able to embellish it a little bit, but um, I completed it and it's uh, it's a moonlit ocean scene with uh, some shadowing. There's a boat in the, in the foreground and I call it talking moon because he was speaking to his father. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. And then um, I had the second one that I had was one that I just recently completed. I called it uh, Colony Cove. <coughs> a neighbor of mine asked me to paint it. And she told me the story that uh, her mom and her two sisters would go on vacation every year. They'd usually go somewhere exotic. She said, you know, they go to Barbados. They go somewhere in the Caribbean. Nice warm vacation. Well, prior to COVID, they had plans to go to St. Croix. Now they had been to St. Croix a number of years um, in a row. 
Um, so they were familiar with the islands, loved it, loved going there. So uh, they had uh, plans in 2020 to go to St. Croix. And unfortunately, COVID happened. So they were, had to cancel or delay their plans. Unfortunately, one of the sisters had passed away due to COVID. And so they were never able to take that last trip. So my neighbor asked me if I would be so kind as to paint a, a painting from her mom's last trip with her three sisters. And so I was able to do that. She gave me a photo and that was a creation of uh, that painting. Mm. And in that painting, is it, is it a painting of the people or is it's, it a it's, it's a painting of a beach scene. It's, uh, it's, it's a beach, far off beach with uh, the hotel that they stayed at. It was basically the balcony view from the hotel that they had. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, see, it's like you just don't know. But uh, yeah, all these memories that people have and uh, art can just keep that alive for them. Absolutely. Very special. So if people wanted to um, see some of your work or commission work with you, um, where can they find this information? Sure, they can uh, go to any of the social media platforms, uh, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, it's uh, Ron Formento Junior Art. And then, or if not, you can go to my website, which is www.ronformentojuniorart.com. Okay. I'm not real original with names. <laughs> you know what? They recommend that you just keep it simple. I know my website's just my first and last name too. That way uh, yeah. people don't have to worry about what's the catchy thing they have to recall. Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, that's nice. Oh my gosh. Well, I know your family is dreaming about moving, not to the beach. So <laughs> um, do you think that you'll plan to paint mountains in the future? I'm truly hopeful that we get the opportunity to do so. Um, we, uh, we are truly hopeful after our daughter graduates that we'll have the opportunity to potentially relocate to a more mountainous state. Um, both my sons, my eldest son graduated and my middle son currently attends uh, Colorado State, which is uh, in Fort Collins, Colorado. As a matter of fact, this weekend, we're going to see him. It's parents weekend. So <clears throat> he, uh, so we we visit often and every time we go out there we're more and more in awe of the beauty and the nature of the mountains and hiking and just being outdoors um the one thing my eldest son that kind of resonated with me when he was first started going to school out there he came home and he said there's nothing to do here everything costs money he goes in colorado we can hike we can mountain bike we can fish we can and nothing costs money. He goes, here, everything costs money. And I said, that's a great point. Now, there are nice parks around here. I have nothing to knock on them, but it's nothing quite like the majesty of the Rocky Mountains that really draws us there. Mm -hmm. It's funny that we call Florida the sunshine state, but actually Colorado has the most sunny days, right? Yes, they have 300 out of 300, uh, 300, 300 days of sunshine every year. And yeah. the wonderful thing is, is it's a big misnomer. Everyone thinks it's cold and snowy. Yes, they do get a lot of snow coming down from the mountains, but they're in a bowl. So what happens is their altitude, they're closer to the sun. They'll get a lot of snow, but within usually 48 to 72 hours, it's all gone. And it'll be in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, it's such a good combination. 
And you're so lucky that four or five of you all love the same kind of climate and scenery. So, Oh, absolutely. It does help. I know. Cause I'm dreaming about moving away, but I don't, I don't know that I have anybody else on, on my same uh, <laughs> radar. <laughs> no, you, no, one on, no one on team Tamara, huh? No, I don't think so. So oh, I keep, no. Don and I keep going places and uh, I'm hoping one of the places captures his, uh, his attention. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, but um, so you have another transition that is so common uh, for people of our age in our 50s now. And, yes. um, you know, I, you know, career uh, change and potential retirements and things like that. Um, you know, we're a little young yet for retirement. So tell us a little bit about what you're up to. Sure. Um, so I, I recently ended a uh, career. Uh, I was with the company for 30 years. And uh, started it from inception all the way, all the way to what it was. Um, but at that point, I just decided it was time for a change for me. Um, the job just wasn't uh, fun anymore for me. So I just decided it was time for a change and I changed positions. And so now I, uh, I'm a director of HR for a transportation company here in Chicago. And I'm just loving it. Different attitude, different mindset. It's just awesome. Well, transportation is quite the, the hubbub right now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Not, not enough drivers, not enough equipment. Yeah, things are, you know, being delayed. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you're really, really busy trying to make sure you have good staff and um, create expectations people can buy into. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, what are some of the things that you like about this career? Well, it's, it's, it's a mix and that's a nice thing. Uh, I've been in recruitment for my, almost all my career. So it's nice because I'm not in recruitment any longer and I get to interact with the employees more than um, I have in the past. So I'm able to develop rapports, develop relationships with these employees and uh, change the mindset of the corporation. The, uh, you know, they brought me in because I, I have a positive attitude and I have a can-do, uh, get-it-done type of uh, mindset, and we get things accomplished. Um, so I'm just having a blast with it because they're, they've are they asked me, we're, right now we're in the middle of redoing our entire orientation, which has been just great because I get to play with other people's money, which, um, but, you know, they have all kinds of te new cool technology that we're using with drones and 3d models. So it's, it's really cutting edge and forefront. Yeah. Or for at least for transportation. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure IBM and those type of companies have a much better orientation, but for what we're using it for to be perfect. Yeah. Well, I don't know if we ever talked about this before, but I have an HR background too. And um, I just uh, love talking about organizational culture and um, you know, trying to make, sure that people are thriving in kind of a team environment and, you know, talent acquisition is a, a huge piece of it, but also, you know, retention and rewards and just making sure everybody's marching to the same mission oh, um, is there's just so much to it. And um, I think it's a wonderful career and, you know, I hope more young people will give it a, give it a look as they're oh, thinking about what they want to do. If you really want to help people, it's the right environment to be in because you're really giving people an opportunity to make a living and provide benefits and 
and help them grow as individuals, but not only to benefit themselves, but also to benefit the corporation. Um, and, and you hit the nail on the head is that, you know, it's not only talent acquisition, but more importantly, it's, it is retention of employees. With retention, <clears throat> word gets out and they know two people who know two people who know two people, so on and so forth. And when they find out it's a good company that, you know, it's, it's well managed and they have great benefits, then word spreads. So we're already starting to see an uptick in our recruiting efforts, which has been awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so fascinating the way, way people are rewarded now. Of course, you know, there's regular compensation and maybe some incentives and things like that. But I know I have a friend who works for Tiffany in their rewards and recognition program. And so, she, you know, people like you are her clients. And mm-hmm. um, I think trying to figure out, you know, what do people our age want to be rewarded and recognized with? And then what do our children, you know, our young 20-somethings, you know, how do they want to be recognized and reward, rewarded for their efforts? So um, I'm sure that's really fascinating right now yeah. to really look at the different um, interests and age groups and things like that. It definitely is. And it's, it's, a, it's a delicate balancing act right now, especially with the, the uh, newer kids coming out of college. Um, different mindsets. Uh, I don't want to say they don't have the work ethic, but they don't have the work ethic that we have. So it, it, it does become a challenge in managing those individuals. But um, as long as, as you give them positive reinforcement, praise, they will go up and beyond. So a lot of times that's all they're just looking for is just a pat on the back and they don't get it. And so it becomes very discouraging. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think they, they enjoy feedback more often, you yes. know, than maybe we were accustomed to getting back in the day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They want uh, reviews. They want, they want to, you know, on the spot, how am I doing? So, and that's okay. You know, as long as you adjust your management style and you, address it in that manner. And, and on a regular basis, I tell my associates, I say, you did a great job here. We got to pay attention here. They know exactly that my temperature, I know their temperature. So it's a, it's a two-way street. It's open dialogue talking about here's where we're at. Here's where we need to be. Mm-hmm. And are you guys back in the office a hundred percent or are you working remotely too? No, we've been, we've been back in the office um, because we're an essential workforce. We had, a, we never really got a break. So we've been in the office. Okay. That's nice. Yeah. I bet the young people really appreciate that too. They do. It gives them a little structure. You hear some, some gripes every once in a while about uh, working from home, but you know, it's, we're an essential workforce. We need to be in the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you um, keep yourself kind of in alignment? Do you have mentors that um, you lean on or what do you do? Not really mentors per se. Um, you know, it's just self-education, I guess. Um, I always try to research something, whether it's for business or for personal, whatever it may be. I always try to discover something new. Um, because the days that we stop the day that we stop learning is the day that we roll over. Um, so I always try to learn something new. So I really don't have a mentor. A lot of TED talks. A lot of uh, educational seminars that I attend, and they've all been virtual as of lately, but a lot of those types that I just keep keep myself on the cutting edge as far as education. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what would you say about, um, you know, someone wanting to make a career change in their 50s? What advice would you give? Well, 
you know what? It's never too late to start over. That's probably the best advice I would give anyone who is not. It's never too late to find a new career. Go a different direction. 50 is just a number. It's just a mindset. You have to change it. But there's a lot of things that, that did change from when I initially found my first job back 30 years ago to interviewing just as recently as, you know, a few months ago. Some things I didn't know, know about or that I didn't realize. Um, <clears throat> number one, keep your options open. Don't, uh, you know, don't turn away a job because it's temporary. Don't turn away a job because it's a contract job. Don't turn away anything. Look at all opportunities, anything that's out there that's going to give you a foot in the door. You know, it's one of the biggest things because we get into the culture and when we work for somewhere for so long, we'd be just getting ingrained in that culture and that mindset. And then when you go outside of that organization and you're working for someone new, it's a completely different world. They don't talk the same. They don't operate the same. They don't have the same systems. So it's a learning curve, but keep your options open. Um, second thing is, is use your referral system, you know, whether it's your neighbor, your aunt, your uncle, lean on those individuals. Hey, do you know anyone who's hiring? Everyone knows someone who knows someone who's hiring. So it's just a matter of just lean on those individuals. Uh, be direct, you know, <clears throat> go on LinkedIn. If you're applying for a position on LinkedIn, find out who the recruiters send that recruiter a message. A lot of people don't take that extra step. But if you want to st stand out to those recruiters, take that extra step, send them an email. I just wanted to let you know I'm applying for this position. Please let me know if uh, you're interested or when we can establish an interview. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you just can't send out a resume because the, the uh, tools are all electronic. And uh, it, oh, yeah. You know, yeah, the, it's so impersonal. But um, yeah, it's... Unfortunately, that's, yeah, that's the mantra nowadays because... Um, in the position I was in, I had, I hired an outside person to help me establish my resume. And I didn't know you had to have, a, had to have a website. I never knew that. All of a sudden she's like, okay, we're going to get your own website. And I said, I have one. I have my Ron from an junior art painting website. And they said, no, we want to get you a work website. Okay. So now I have a work website. I didn't know I had to do that. They went through and cleaned all my social media, all my LinkedIn reformatted everything and i go i didn't know that stuff mattered you know i thought social media was just a fun thing you put a picture out there people like it people comment on it and you move on with life so yeah <clears throat> it's a different age i mean it's it's definitely different interviewing nowadays yeah tell me about the website what i um i mean i know a lot of people do have a side hustle so they do have a website but for someone you know for just for a career what, what kinds of things do they have you put on your website you know, it's some it's some basic facts regarding myself. Um, they had me put on uh, uh, my interest, uh, statements, um, if uh, I had references, put those on there. You know, statements about me, my personality, um, any facts, like dr fact-driven data that I could post where I said, okay, I improved recruitment by X. So... It's not a real in-depth one. There's a video, and I said, I don't need all that nonsense. So, But uh, I never knew you needed a website to, like I said, I had my art one, and I thought that was good enough. And they said, no, when they say website, they want a personal website. Oh, jeez. Yeah. 
I know. It's so fascinating. Yeah, I definitely think that nowadays, you know, we always tell our kids to watch out what they put on social media because you can't take it back. But we need to all think about that. that oh, absolutely. You know, yeah, there, you know, it, it tells a story about us and uh, we need to be careful about what impression we're putting out there. Yes. Yeah. You, you only have one chance to make a first impression, right? That's true. And that is yeah. 100% true. Yeah. Well, um, one of my passions is to help people uh, who maybe stayed at home uh, to raise kids or took a break from work to um, care for an aging parent or had a health concern and had to step away. Um, So I don't know if you've ever heard of returnships. I have not. Um, Well, it's my favorite thing to tell, you know, people in the corporate world about. Um, Many years ago when Luke, my middle guy, was getting internships, I said, my gosh, I want to go back to work. I need an internship. And I found out that in 2008, um, some major companies put together internships just for this purpose for, you know, people who had prior work experience um, to, you know, get reacclimated, learn the lingo and maybe the new processes and systems for like an eight to 10 week uh, internship program. And so um, as you are adding to your workforce, um, I encourage you to look into that a little more and consider, you know, could you bring back people who had a former career and um, retrain them? Because I feel like there's a lot of people who have wonderful background, um, you know, who've just been gone a little while and uh, are having a hard time getting back in. And oh, I just love to be no. an advocate for that. No, that is great information. Thank you. Because I'll tell you, it, it is tough to find people. They just, I don't know what's happening out there or where the people are at, but it just seems like there's no candidates. Yeah, it's so competitive right now. And, you know, you're willing to take chances and, not, and give people opportunities. It's, but, I mean, it's getting really bad, especially, unfortunately, in the, in the you know, the lower paying blue collar jobs. It's been real difficult to find people to fill those positions yeah yeah i just i yeah i think uh, and plus the workforce will be so amazing to have all these different kinds of ex- experienced uh staff right you know young people yeah. middle-aged older uh, different kinds of work experience volunteer roles they've played different things so it can only make the culture richer yep absolutely different backgrounds especially because unfortunately or unfortunately at the, at the company i'm at they do have a, a wonderful retention and we've had a lot of people that have worked there for over 30 years. So it is great to interact with those individuals and hear the stories and what they've done and what's been successful and what hasn't worked. And so it's always enjoyable to find out and get their knowledge of what their experiences have been. Yeah. Yeah. That's really neat. Well, I'm so impressed with you that you just seem like you just are, you know, recreating yourself in so many ways. And I, you know, I think it takes a lot of courage and, um, I want all of us, you know, in our 50s and beyond to feel like we can always start anew. And uh, gosh, if we're going to be here till we're 90, who knows what's next? Absolutely. You just have to live life to the fullest because you never know. And now a quick word from our sponsor before we close. Before we get started today, I want to talk about what it means to eat healthy. I'm a huge advocate of a plant strong diet. That doesn't mean everyone has to be vegetarian or vegan but that your plate should include lots of fruits, veggies, grains, and legumes, plus some meat and dairy if you choose. Most people, including my family, do not eat the recommended 9 to 13 servings of fruits and veggies, so we take Juice Plus to bridge the gap. Juice Plus includes 30 fruits, veggies, and berries in a capsule or a gummy, 
plus vegan omegas and protein shakes with a variety of healthy plant protein sources. My family has been taking Juice Plus for 11 years. I love that it carries a food label and is taxed the same as the groceries in your cart. It's not a supplement, but truly real food. We have enjoyed fewer sick days over the years and stayed strong even during the worst cold and flu seasons. If you would like to learn more about this amazing product line, please reach out. With the Healthy Starts for Families program, you can buy Juice Plus for yourself and sponsor a child for free. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have hidden talents, isn't it time to start sharing them with the world? Look at the impact Ron is having on his own well-being and the lives he's touching by painting on canvas. I love that his wife Cheryl gifted him with paints and encouraged him to get back to his passion for art. Check out Ron's website and consider commissioning a project with him. And if you're dreaming of a job change, be courageous and take the leap like Ron did. You only live once, so do something that brings you joy. If you like this podcast, please share it with someone you love and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can listen to all of our episodes. Feel free to leave a comment so we can learn more about you. We are building a community where we can all learn together. Have a wonderful day. Be well.